1: Afternoon everybody, welcome afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, smileyesports.com. You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com in the meantime. If you are looking to keep your golf game in shape, we're going to hook you up with a $100 gift card to Optimum Golf. They have two great locations. One is in Park Hill. The other one is in the Rhino neighborhood. And, you know, I thought I might be able to play this weekend. We're in March, but it's supposed to snow. So why not play inside in one of their visual simulators? You can play courses from all over the world. Plus, now is a great time to get your custom-fit, custom-built clubs and to get some lessons from their award-winning pros, that $100 gift card is going to get you a lesson with Kyle, who teaches my daughter. And she's really starting to like the game, especially because she is working with Kyle. Also, you can use that $100 gift card to get a couple of hours in the simulator. By the way, they also have leagues and tournaments. You can host a private party. We're going to give away 100 bucks in the second hour of the show. Mace, you and I were together behind the bar on Friday. Today, you are in Indianapolis
2: covering the Combine. How are you, my friend? I'm doing all right. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, uh, life moves pretty pretty fast. It seems like you know Friday we're we're slinging drinks over at Greenfields, and then uh, a day later I'm in Wisconsin with the family, and now had a, a little drive through uh, Illinois uh, down here. Uh, it's uh, didn't go around Chicago. Didn't go near your neck of the woods uh, uh, there, Eric. Just kind of went. To, uh, Via the interstate down uh, from Rockford, past Bloomington and Champaign, home of the University of Illinois. But yeah, it was a it was a good weekend. How was your weekend? It was terrific. Did I make your Moscow Mule okay? Uh, uh, you absolutely did. I had I had no complaints. Was that a heavy pour, a light pour, or an Eric pour? That's it, what I want to know.
1: Well, you tell me. I mean, did it seem a little strong to you, or was it just right? Like the three little bears, was it just, just right? Was it too strong or not enough? It, seems, it seemed just right. So Good. All that's, right. That's
2: what, and so that, that's why I was wondering, it was just right to me. Yeah. So was that a heavy pour, a light pour, or an Eric pour?
1: It just depends on, <laughs> on how often you drink that and what do you consider to be heavy pour. If you're a heavy drinker, uh, you probably thought it was just right. If you're not a heavy drinker, then you probably thought it may have been a mm-hmm. little thin. I'm not sure. By the way, I want to thank Chad at Greenfields for hosting this event. Uh, he had one of the best nights he has ever had since owning Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar, and a lot of money went to David Hurlbut and his wife, Monette, as they battle breast cancer. Um, just so glad that uh, Mace, you and I could be a part of it. I want to thank Chad for uh, helping put this together, and, of course, Danny and Alex showing up as well. With
0: that, time now for the lead. <laughs> The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. All right, there were
1: some conflicting reports, uh, reports over the weekend about Michael Porter Jr. coming back. I have a very good source, close to the situation. I put this out on Twitter earlier today, and this is what uh, this source told me. The Michael Porter Jr. is expected to be back in the lineup, barring any setbacks, by mid March. He would have plenty of games to play when he does come back because they really do have a target date is the best way to put it. He will have plenty of games to fine-tune his game before the playoffs and according to this same source if the playoffs were today he would be physically able to go. So that tells you where Michael Porter Jr. is right now. Overall thoughts on MPJ's impending return to the lineup
2: well i mean as long as as long as we're not talking about a risk of further exacerbation of chronic injuries, if he's ready to go, then he's ready the, then you put him out there he's ready to go yeah. and that's that that that's the thing and i i do the the thing is, given his history, I'm quite certain the nuggets are being cautious with him to begin with so if he's if he's ready now. If right. the playoffs for today, that means a normal player who didn't have the history that he had might have been considered ready two or three weeks ago. I believe they've been very cautious with him.
1: Uh, that, that is an understatement because from yep. what I have been told, the Nuggets training staff is overly cautious. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, I think there is something too a team or a staff protecting a player from himself trying to get out there too soon. So I think they're right, making the right move and uh, he will be out there soon is the best way to put it. Mid to late March, but more towards the mid, and I'll leave it at that. With the return of Porter Jr., how much of a legit contender does it make them for? Let's just do baby steps. Western Conference Finals.
2: Western Conference Finals, I think, are definitely a possibility if he's back.
1: I feel better if it was uh, Murray. But, I would too, but but, I would but, too. but you'll take Michael Porter Jr. because
2: because yeah. c- they're not
1: because as far as their wing guys go, they really need to score from the wing,
2: right? And and also you're kind of looking at at you're looking at the rest of the of the Western Conference. You've already for whatever reason the Nuggets have played well versus Golden State. They're two and zero versus the Warriors this year. Um, Memphis has been a bad has been a bad matchup zero three. But you wonder how a team like that. With so little playoff experience, with that core, is going to handle stepping up in class when the postseason happens. Whereas the Nuggets, of course, have postseason experience. And right now, you've got the Suns, who uh, until they get Chris Paul back, they don't look the same right now. They're they're one and two uh, since since he went on on the shelf. And yes, we know they have more talented players than him, but he's still kind of the straw that stirs the dr- the drink down there. So you kind of look at it and say. I don't think it's a team that wins a championship if they only get MPJ back and not Jamal Murray, but it's fair to expect them to win one and maybe two or two rounds a series here, depending on how things go and, again, kind of how other how other injuries shake up. If Chris Paul returns but he's not all the way back, the Suns are not a title contender, and well, that's the kind of matchup this, that the Nuggets team with MPJ could win.
1: I think all Nuggets fans were hoping for uh... – Golden State Warriors to beat Dallas yesterday. It looked like a possibility. Then Dallas goes on a late run. Uh, Right now, Dallas and the Nuggets are tied for fifth place in the Western Conference. Currently, the Nuggets are sixth, but they're both tied um, with 36 and 25 records. I don't think they're going to wind up catching Memphis. Uh, Right now, the, the Nuggets are six and a half games back, despite being on a 6 game winning streak right now I think the the highest they could probably go is a 4 seed and that would probably put them in a first round matchup uh, barring a collapse a full collapse by the Jazz as a first round matchup which I think would be certainly plenty appetizing I think the question is who would wind up getting the home court advantage now let's talk about Jamal Murray with Michael Porter Jr expected to be back in the lineup sooner than later is the best way to put it uh, let's say he comes back by April first. Nuggets would have five games to go on the regular season schedule. How good would you feel about them making a run at the title with Murray back in the lineup?
2: I mean, I think it would it would be all about how how well they did in round one, and would they be able to advance far enough to where Jamal Murray would? be able to be back to, say ninety percent of of what he would be. that's uh, that's the thing because it, if you get past round, let's say you get Jamal Murray back around April Fool's day. if you get past round one, at that point, he would have played anywhere between nine and nine and nine and twelve games, right? So that may be the point. Uh, you may be still going through you're Jamal about Murray. Murray kind of,
1: you're talking about Murray p- playing nine or twelve games, or are you talking about MPJ?
2: I'm talking about Murray because if he comes back on April 1st, I believe there's five games left in the season.
1: With MPJ, it's going to be between nine and twelve games to go in the regular.
2: Season. No, I'm saying like it, round one. If you include round one sure. with the, it, what I'm because you're trying to think, okay, at what how many games would it take for Jamal Murray to be playing 30 minutes a night? And we might not be at that point with him until after the first round. So it's like it, it's if they can get past round one, then you're looking at Jamal Murray being pretty close to Jamal Murray by the conference semifinals. And in that case, it, it's it's just kind of you, fi- you figure out the, the kind of – the the duct tape and you baby him along. If you're still doing that uh, in that first round, because you get past that obstacle, all of a sudden you might be looking at a pretty close to full strength Nuggets team in the conference semifinals. And that team would be a title contender. Well, that team would would be in the championship conversation.
1: Well, remember if for some reason they push it up to fourth or fifth in the Western conference standings, barring a major collapse by the suns Mm -hmm. nuggets get the suns in the second round. Yeah. Do you want that, or would you rather stick at six? I mean, you're not going to tell the guys to lose games. Would you rather stick at six, get Memphis in the opening round instead of Utah, maybe Dallas, probably Utah, and then you get Golden State in the second round?
2: Frankly, I like the sixth, the three-six matchup right now.
1: They're not going to be there. They're they're going to be four or five, don't you think?
2: Uh, well, maybe. I mean, it just depends how well the Jazz and the Mavs play. I mean, the the it, you know the, the Mavs are you know the Mavs. The nuggets are eight and two in their last 10. The Mavs are seven and three in their last ten. The jazz are eight and two in their last ten. I mean, it's basically it's at the point where it can go either way right now. Dallas, it, Dallas is in good form as well. So it's not we can't sit here and say it's a slam dunk that the nuggets get past the Mavs. And that might and, and again, I think that might not be the worst thing here because unlike if you go against the jazz or the, the jazz in round one, you go against the Grizzlies, yeah, John Morant is having a transcendent season. Not not quite MVP level, but maybe just a half tick below that. But you are getting a team that doesn't have a lot of postseason experience, and we've seen over the years how that lack of experience can basically make you less than you actually are, at least in that first go round for a core of players getting the postseason. I think Memphis is actually a great playoff matchup. Again, like you said, you're not going to try to lose, but I don't think it's the worst thing if they're still at six. At least in round one.
1: We have 30 seconds left. I'm going to ask this to both you and Danny. Danny is the compulsive gambler of the two of you. I like phrasing questions this way. Right now Nuggets 30 to 1 odds to win the title. Somebody gave you 500 bucks. You can pocket it or you have to bet it all on the nuggets to win the whole thing. You're betting 500 to win 15,000. Are you pocketing the 500 or are you going to bet the full 500 to win 15 grand? We have 30 seconds left. Mace, you start.
2: At 30 to 1, I'm t- I'm absolutely putting that 500 down on the nuggets.
1: Yeah, I don't even need to ask you. It's a good bet, Mace. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, if somebody's giving me $500, we should pool our money and do that. What do you think? Ooh.
0: It's I mean, I don't want to keep going into the, the pool for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's true. Basically, it looks like you and I are going in halfsies, and then we have to give money to to, to Danny. Uh, that doesn't sound like a good good investment to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, but then again, if we go halfsies, then why does Danny get any as well? I mean, shouldn't it be just us splitting fifteen k? I'm I'm just hypothesizing here.
1: Well, that's fair. I suppose if you want to be (laughs) selfish about it, whatever. All right, coming up after the break, NFL Scouting Combine started today. Mace, you're going to be there all week. What are we looking for specifically with the ninth pick? Who's going to be there? We should keep our eye on. Mace, I have a feeling you're going to tell us next. If you're not going to tell us next, then we'll just go to a totally different topic. That's next.
0: Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason Presented by Silter Har Mazda A no pressure buying experience In Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino And Wildcard Casino Sports Desk Here's Eric and Andrew
1: Welcome back Afternoon drive Goodman Mason Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about my guy, Kevin. The owner of Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air, and he has an amazing offer. You can save up to nearly $5,300 on exclusive Mighty and Rudd heating and air replacement offer. I've worked with Kevin and his team, and man, they did an absolutely fantastic job for me. I got a brand new HVAC unit. I love the fact that they showed up on time. I got a fantastic deal out of it as well, and you need to work with them as well. I've also referred Uh, Mighty Plumbing, Heating, and Air to Friends, and they have worked with Kevin and his team as well. By working with them right now, you're going to get a 10-year parts and labor warranty, whole home air duct cleaning, a whole home humidifier, five-year complete maintenance, and a smart thermostat, including installation. You're also going to get, and this is awesome, a seven-day vacation voucher to one of 4,500 incredible destinations, and that alone, Is reason to work with them. But the service and the parts that you're going to get from Rudd, you can't beat that. And you're getting everything to go with it. Go to mightyph.com. That's mightyph.com. Time now for the buzz.
0: The buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have over 600 five star reviews? No one has better service. And they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to mightyph.com.
1: All right, NFL Scouting Combine started today. Mace, you're out there all week. I think you'd probably rather talk about uh, where you're going to be drinking, what you're going to be eating, where you're going to be eating. We can get to that a little bit later on, although I know I'm sure you're going to St. Elmo's. You're going to get a steak. You're going to get the shrimp cocktail. You're going to buy a bunch of people drinks so you can get information from them, all very smart business moves. But let's talk about what you are looking for this week, specifically a quarterback knowing the Broncos have the ninth overall pick?
2: Well, I mean, I think with a lot of these guys that we saw down at the Senior Bowl, what we see from them when they work out and the quarterback workouts are going to be uh, late afternoon, early evening on Thursday that it may be kind of less, less valuable. What we are going to be interested to learn is, you know, what sort of nuggets we can figure out about how they did in the interviews, how they do with the whiteboard, et cetera. For instance, like this week, Matt Corral, who, of the quarterbacks we've talked about as for potential first and second round quarterbacks. Matt Crowell, Mississippi, was the only one who was not down there at the Senior Bowl. He was coming off an injury that he had in, in the Sugar Bowl, and he's not working out this week. In fact, we're starting to get kind of uh, the sense that plenty of uh, key players across a lot of positions aren't going to work out on the field this week. Uh, Derek Stingley, the cornerback of LSU, is coming off of a, a foot injury. He's not going to work out. So it, the, the on-field stuff may kind of take a backseat to, to what we end up kind of uh, learning via the back channels about what goes on in the interviews.
1: Outside of the interviews, which are important, but at the yeah. Senior Bowl you get to talk to players too, and outside yeah. of your own medical staff evaluating the players that you are interested in, is the combine a little outdated when you compare it to, say, the Senior Bowl where the, a lot of the guys show up I mean, do we really need to know the three cone drill? Do we really need to see guys throw to wide receivers when they're not covered by anybody and there's no pass rush?
2: I mean, there are people who will tell you that it's it's necessary just for to get a standardization in terms of the measurements, not just talking about like height and weight, but I'm talking about, uh, that they're running the 40 in the same controlled environment that they're doing the three cone drill in the same controlled environment. And then, uh, that there are people that, uh, haven't, maybe they didn't get to the senior bowl or the shrine game. And so I, it's like, okay, I want to see how this guy throws. I want to, yeah, I want to see it in person, but I would argue that, We probably learn in terms of the stuff that is on camera, which will be televised, which is the workouts that we learn less than a lot less than we do, say, during senior bowl week. But here's the thing, Eric. They're actually cranking up the prominence of the workouts this week. And what I mean by that by that is they're allowing up to 10,000 fans to come watch this at Lucas Oil Stadium which is more than we've ever seen come out for these for, for these workouts. Does, so, every,
1: does every player out there do the vertical jump? Everybody does the shuttle. Everybody does all of these three cone drills.
2: Um, Every like every player who chooses to work out, will do will do all of them. The only ones that we don't that maybe not everybody does is like the long shuttle, the 60 yard shuttle. You're not going to see offensive and defensive linemen do that. For example,
1: okay, I can understand why a defensive lineman does the vertical jump, but why would an offensive lineman?
2: It's a good question. I mean, well, thank you. I I thought of it myself. The 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 now the waste of time, it's a waste of time. You're not batting down passes.
1: What are you going to jump up in the air while your quarterback is throwing?
2: I'll tell you what, and and I'm not saying I agree with this. This is just what I have been told a few times over the years, that these things are measures of physical explosiveness. Feats of strength,
1: kind of like the Costanza family. Feats of strength.
2: Yeah. So then what you need, uh, uh, you need you need the. the poll, right? So should we just put a fe- should we have a Festivus poll instead of the goalposts yeah. at both ends of the right. sh- of the field here right. in Indianapolis? Just have a big festivist poll with each end. I, I and then, a, and then a, if you don't like how a player worked out, you right. complain. And that's the airing of grievances.
1: Okay, I, I have another thing for you, which seems to me beyond silly. And, and maybe you can answer this because you talk to more than a few people out there. Why are people, what is it, the 40-yard dash? What is it? Is it the 40-meter dash, 40-yard dash? 40, what
2: is it? It's 40-yard dash, 40,
1: yeah. Why aren't they doing it in pads? Why? I, I, because, I agree. Because at the I end agree. of the day, unless you're playing flag football, what does that tell you as a scout? Man, if we played flag football, this guy would be great. Now, that might be terrific in the Pro Bowl because they don't tackle. But other than that, how does that tell you about a guy's speed?
2: Uh, look, I I agree. Now th- there are those that say, well, players would wear the least amount of pads, and maybe the padding would be different than they wear in the, in the games. And I mean, it's just I don't know. Like I would like here is an example of something I would prefer to see. If they're going to time it, I would I would like to see a cornerback's backpedal timed. There we go. Right? Okay, yes, that works for me. That I that I have some use for. Right? right? I mean, the 10-yard the, the, the split, the 20-yard split on the 40-yard dash, I'll give you an example of how teams view the 10-yard the split. Do you remember back in the 05 draft when the Broncos went corner, corner, corner to open the draft with the late Darren Williams, Dominique Foxworth, and Carl, Carl Pema? You know why they went with those three guys?
1: uh i'll tell you why they went with those three guys but maybe not for the same reason that you think
2: yeah well, a, well a what's your reason
1: because i could tell you why they a, went that way
2: a huge reason for all three yep. those were the best 10 yard splits no that's not why they went that well, well i'm boy, tell you I, why they went there well i'm telling you what i was told so you gonna, and I, I were obviously two different things that is what i was told
1: i'm telling you what is fact and when i say this you're going to say oh yeah that makes sense you ready Cause you and I were both at that playoff game in 2004 in which Peyton Manning worked over the Broncos secondary and they were going to be drafting three defensive backs, no matter what. That's why they went with three defensive backs, maybe not those three guys, but that's why they went with three well, defensive,
2: backs. but that's why they went with the, yeah. And they went with those three guys because they had, because they had quick 10 yard splits. They wanted, they wanted guys who, if, who, if they had, if, If they played back a little bit and if Reggie Wayne kind of had the first move around them, they wanted guys who could catch up. And that's something that they they didn't feel they had with the cornerbacks they had on hand, at least other than Champ Bailey, because it dropped off pretty fast after him.
1: And that year was 2004, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And then in 2005, they go to the conference championship game.
2: Yeah, I mean right. every move they made on the defensive side to fix the defense that yeah. year, including the players, including those guys I mentioned they drafted, uh, that was one of those years where they rolled the they, they rolled the dice and it paid off. And look, I mean Wait, 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 wait.
1: Okay, I understand some guys are later picks. How good was Carl Payma's career? Well, he was a
2: How good he, was he, Dominic no, Foxworth well, you, is you, a better analyst on ESPN hey, you than didn't, he was you a didn't let me fin- You didn't let me finish though. You didn't yeah. let me finish. Yeah. I was about to tell you he had three guys. Carl Payman had a solid career as a third round pick. Dominique Foxworth played I believe I believe eight seven or eight seasons in the end before he had an injury that cut short his career but he was a good he was a good third corner and then starter for for pretty much his entire career and with Darren Williams we know he was that he was headed toward, a lengthy and you know not maybe not like not like a Champ Bailey type of career. Not certain headed, either.
1: Not certain either.
2: He was head toward a length a career that sure. might have looked a lot like Ronald Darby's. Okay. A very a, a good starter, a good number two who would have played who would have played eight to ten years in the league. And for a second round pick, that's a, that that is a you know you succeeded with that selection. So two two out of those three were successful and Pema wasn't a bust. He just no. was, he, he ended up playing a little more after he left Denver, but he was, but he wasn't on the level of those, of those two. But you can, but it was, but it was a good, but it, but those were good picks, all three of them.
1: Coming up after the break, Rocky Mountain Forest Product shout out question, our friends Ty, Cal, Cade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And this is the question. Mike Cliss reported over the weekend, John Elway is going to be an outside consultant to George Payton. I don't know Mace what you think of that. This is what I think of this. Ugh. That's next. Some people
3: lose and some
0: force win. It's a matter of what they do. I am man enough, big and bad enough.
1: At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale loan to the public for your next project, I'm not talking retail, I'm talking wholesale. Yeah, you're saving money. Going to Rocky Mountain Forest Products, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com.
1: All right, uh, every Monday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest product shout-out question to our friends Ty, Cal, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. And here is the question for you guys. Mike Kliss reported over the weekend, John Elway is going to be an outside consultant. Now that he's no longer officially on the payroll, he's going to be an outside consultant to George Payton, or he's not going to be on the payroll anymore. You like this idea? Mace, you still there?
2: Yes. I'm. Uh, sorry, I
1: apologize. Stop but. putting that thing on mute, man. Every <laughs> single show, we got to remind
2: you. Listen, if you hey. have to go
1: to the bathroom, that's cool. Just make sure, just make sure the microphone is far away from the toilet.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to I don't think Danny wants to hear me snack, smacking on grapes in the break, but I digress. You know what? I don't think this is a big deal one way or the other. I think uh, this is... He's not the only, he's not the only longtime Bronco employee who's uh, sort of on this on this sort of thing, um, where they're considered a consultant, uh, but they're not uh, they're not full time. I, I, I put it this way: I don't think John Elway is going to be offering advice on quarterbacks. I think this is this is so, sort of one of those things that it's much ado about nothing. I think it's it's pretty harmless. And uh, what if he's getting paid? Is he getting? Do you think he's getting paid to do this? I, I guess he's get he's on a very small retainer, is what I would say. They, yes. Then, then
1: they shouldn't have him on at all. It's enough. John Elway is a legend in this town. He lured or helped lure Peyton Manning to this franchise. I've said it many, many times. There was going to be the Manning era and the post Manning era, and the post Manning era has not been good, generally speaking. Whether it comes to free agency, generally speaking, certainly quarterbacks, and for the most part, the draft hasn't been that great. Overall, yes, he's had some hits with Justin Simmons. I get you. I'll tell you what his biggest mistake was, getting rid of Brian Zanders so he could have Matt Russell by his side, his drinking buddy. And I'm sorry for saying it that way, but that's who he is. And when you look at what happened after Zanders left, nobody did well in 2013. I'm with you on that. But 14 wasn't very good. 15 wasn't very good. Couldn't find a quarterback. John, thank you for everything. Consult Mike Shanahan if you have to put him on retainer
2: that's I mean that's fair I mean but that being said he's kind of an unofficial consultant of the 49ers now isn't he I under,
1: you know what how about Gary Kubiak his son's on the staff consult with him
2: well remember he was a he was a little he was actually more than a consultant back in 2018 which you could argue of the last uh, of the last few Elway drafts might have been the best draft that the Broncos had
1: John Elway is a beloved figure here. Don't tell me you're paying him for his advice on draft picks, free agency, quarterbacks. I think that George Payton is doing this, and I get it, to pay homage to the most important figure in Broncos history. John wants to be part of the conversation. I get it. George, you're good on your own. People should be be consulting you you shouldn't need John Elway's help. That's the simplest way to put it. If you were putting together a football team, would you consult with John Elway or George Payton?
2: George Payton. Guys,
1: what do you think? How would you evaluate Elway overall? Is the GM from 2011 to 2020
2: overall? Overall. Because you, you have to factor in the successful years as well. I mean, so five playoff years. Uh, Five years missing the playoffs, including uh, four straight losing seasons. In the end, on balance, slightly above average.
1: Yeah, I think that's as fair as you can go. Because, listen, he made a terrific hire with John Fox. But -hmm. then again, if Peyton Manning raises all boats, he made everyone look good. He made Gary Kubiak look good. He made John Fox look good. But what happened after Kubiak retired? Couldn't get the coaching decision right. Couldn't get the assistant coaching decisions right, specifically when he hired Vance Joseph. And John wanted his hand in hiring the coaching staff for Vance Joseph. That didn't work out well as the guys that Elway wanted stabbed Vance Joseph in the back. Couldn't figure out the quarterback situation. And it's more than the quarterback situation. The the one thing that I'll give him credit for, post-Manning era... (laughs) He left Peyton in a good spot financially with the cap. I'll give him that. He did a very good job of that.
2: Yeah, and 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 the, and overall the cat the the cap management for the Broncos that was something that was a strength all the from from pretty much the entire time because they for a while were having a lot of success with basically uh, a series of contracts that didn't that weren't backloaded. And they very even those successful years were very much pay as you go years. Like the Akeep Talib contract was absolutely brilliant. I agree. And and then Talib to his credit, although a couple of trades were required, Talib, he ended up playing out the entire six year length of that contract when it was only designed for him to play two or three years. Right. And he was good enough to where he ended up playing all six and getting every last dollar.
1: Real quick, so, what is uh, really Matt, what, what is Matt Russell doing these days?
2: He is. I don't know what he's doing on his day to day, but he is out of football. I know that. I mean, mm. when 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 he when his departure was announced, it was announced as a retirement from football.
1: You think it's a forced retirement, or nobody? Well, not forced, but you think anybody's dying to hire Matt Russell?
2: I think if he wanted to get back in uh, with the Patriots, which is where he was before he came to Denver, if he wanted to get back in uh, in the Belichick realm in a scouting position or a, kind of, or, or a similar position to where he had kind of a uh, not the top but kind of the next level down personnel executive, I think he'd be able to get that if he wanted it.
1: You think he'll ever be, if let's say he got back into football, you ever think he will reach the heights of vice president of player personnel?
2: Doubt it. I think he would probably be uh, either a college or a pro scouting director.
1: Well, if that's the case, then it wasn't a good hire to keep him. If nobody thinks enough of him, unless he's truly retired, unless he's not Mm -hmm. taking any job offers.
2: I mean, he's it's a year and he hasn't gotten back in. No. And, and so every indication I've had regarding Matt Russell from what I have heard and gathered is that uh he is he's done with football. Okay. If he doesn't want but to get he, back he then, decided that's fine. He, he decided he had enough. I mean, he, Good for he him. Was, look, he, he was part of a Super Bowl win in Denver. I believe he was a part of two Super Bowl wins in New England. Four-time so got, Super Bowl champion got, as an administrator. Yeah, he's got the hard he's got the hardware. I mean, it, at some point, you say, "Okay, I'm. Just, it may, I just want to have a different life." Like the thing that I had heard about mass, we, we know that Matt's been through a lot. Of yep. course, he had the. And I feel he had for him the, for that. Yes, and he he served. He actually served a brief, uh, a, a brief stint in in jail as a result of everything that went on. He went through rehab. I believe his life is just in a different place and. He wants to kind of he wants to focus on other things, uh, uh, things other than football. And look, it, it can be a tough life. And I think maybe he recognized that for himself overall, holistically, that maybe it was no longer the best place for him to be for the rem- for the remainder of, of his working life. That's that's again, that's putting uh, putting two and two together. And just what I've heard that's that. That's the story on Matt Russell, that he he really just kind of wanted to change his life. I, because, like I said, with the Patriots background, I think if he wanted to get back in football, he would have a job somewhere pretty pretty quickly. John Elway, I, I think he would actually have a tougher time getting back into football yeah. on a full-time basis than Matt Russell
1: would. Uh, we have some breaking news we want to get to. And while it's not local breaking news, it is important breaking news. Art Bryles, who used to be the head coach at Baylor and was dismissed in disgrace – who is hired to be the offensive coordinator at Grambling is no longer the offensive coordinator. That was fast, wasn't it? Fast and not surprising in the end. I mean, that- who, who's the head coach? Hugh, Hugh Jackson?
0: Yes, sir. Yeah, Hugh
2: Jackson. Hugh, yeah. what
1: the hell were you thinking hiring this guy?
2: Agreed. I mean, I I don't I I don't know except that you, you, you figure. Yeah, there are some that believe kind of in the power for forgiveness and all no, that. No, so. not, yeah, exactly not for this, not for what happened, not for having me, like, at Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. No everything at Baylor was so systemic, and it, it went yeah. all the way up to the top of the university. I mean, in my opinion, Baylor. Not only should a lot of people involved with Baylor football never be, able, never work in football again, those who did participate in this systemic cover-up. But I thought. Bay- if you don't give the death penalty to Baylor for what happened there, who does deserve the death penalty?
1: Art Bryles. I don't mean literally, but figuratively, the guy should never yeah. work again. What do we have coming up? A Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it.
0: Derek Jeter stepping down from his role with the Miami Marlins. What is in the future for the captain and his reasons for leaving the organization next, right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. <laughs>
1: Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Maze Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale for your next project, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are looking to upfit your truck, your car, your Jeep, your SUV, you have to go with Colorado Off-Road. They are Colorado-grown, Colorado-owned, and... They are the best in town, and they are in Littleton. So when I say best in town, I mean easily in the Denver metro area. Want to be bringing a guy from Littleton. Colorado off-road? is in Littleton. My guy, Jerry, how are you, my friend?
3: Great, Eric. How are you today?
1: I know it seems hard to believe, but tomorrow is March 1st. I know we are going to be getting snow probably sometime later this week but let's talk about spring how can people upfit as the weather changes to being nicer
3: you know things that people start looking towards spring we have rain you know so we don't have the muck and the uck, you know but we do have rain we want to protect stuff you know the big key is always bed covers bed covers bed covers are always a great way to go the other thing to go is is you know lights people want to see at night they're going to the lake they're leaving on a friday night to go camping you know go in the mountains your night getting up there it's time to get some lights on the road whether it's led bulbs replacement led bulbs for your headlights or get an auxiliary set of lights on that vehicle so you can see
1: what would be the cost of something like that because certainly there's you can't put a price on safety
3: you absolutely cannot. You know, a great way, you know, bulbs, inexpensive way to improve the halogen bulbs in your truck, you're typically a pair of those are about 150 bucks, and they can go up from there, depending on how intense you want to get. Now, if you go with a nice set of cube lights aftermarket, it all depends on the quality, the brand. But, you know, those are going to start for something really good around 209 and start climbing up from there.
1: Okay, so let's say I want to do something aftermarket and I walk into a big box store. What do you think I'm looking at?
3: Um, You're not looking at anything because they don't have anything, and there's nobody there to guide you in the right direction.
1: Right, and you install everything as well which just adds to the reason why people want to go there. Tell us about your service department and how long they've been doing this.
3: Well, you know, Eric, between Paul and I, who's my main guy, we've been doing this for 70-plus years combined.
1: Wow, you don't look a day over 70.
3: Yeah, I know. I'm trying to keep that 21-figure going on and everything. Um, So we have over 70 years of experience in the aftermarket world, installing, selling, providing customer service with everything that we sell, you know, which is really nice. You've got one place where that kind of one place stop, you don't have to travel around town, and you know we're going to take care of you.
1: Well, with you being 70 years old, I got to tell you, uh, Wendy, your wife... Um, Let's just say that you married up.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How do people find you? How do they get a hold of you?
3: Uh, Several ways. We're just three blocks south of downtown, historic downtown Littleton on South Prince Street. Of course, they can always pick up the phone. Great way to call us is 303 761 1264, or always catch us on the web at cooffroad.com.
1: And oh, by the way, if you are driving uh, south on Prince Street, they have a huge sign out front. You cannot miss Colorado Offroad. Jerry, have a great day. Take care. Eric. See you, pal. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word. Are you ready? Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville. Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Hall of Famer Derek Jeter is stepping down from his role as the Miami Marlins CEO and shareholder, citing that, quote, the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Did Derek Jeter set the groundwork for the Marlins organization to get better going forward, and do you anticipate him taking another role somewhere in MLB? I
2: mean, it's fascinating to kind of parse this statement here, because, you know, is is there something wrong with uh, how the Marlins are going to do things in the future? We know if there's been something wrong with how they've done things in the past at the same time, The Marlins, they've put together a very good pitching staff. And it's not hard to perceive this team making a leap if and when baseball season for 2022 actually begins. So it seems like there's more kind of long term issues uh, in play here than just uh, baseball. And certainly the Marlins, one of the Marlins uh, aspects of the reputation is they're cheap. And maybe this is part of it.
1: Just because you come from a winning franchise doesn't make you a winning person, a winning player, or a winning executive. But you certainly know what it takes to win. And Derek Jeter was a part of some great Yankees teams. And they drafted well. They developed. Well, yes, they brought in a lot of free agents. Derek Jeter has an idea of how to get things done. So if he's walking away from this, that tells me I I would take his vision over the vision of a lot of other people who are there, if they didn't come from a winning organization,
2: right? And I mean, they they do have uh, uh, they have a general manager Kim Nig that they uh, or that they hired the first female general manager in uh, in baseball is someone who came in on Derek Jeter's watch, right? So she comes from successful programs as well. I wonder what her future is going to be with the organization because she was widely considered a Derek Jeter hire. Well, and so I'll, t- I'll tell you that, something. That I'll tell you something in place here.
1: Here's something else about Derek Jeter. Um, unlike some superstars, Hall of Famers who give up quickly, like a Dan Marino gave up quickly. Magic Johnson gave up quickly. At least I give Jeter credit for sticking around long enough. And that's why with his decision, I don't have a problem with it. It's not like he stayed for six months and said, I'm out.
2: Yeah, exactly. He gave it a shot. He did.
1: All right, that was a Mountain High appliance, just in case you missed it. Just over at Mandy, saw her stackable washer and dryer. Man, that thing is an absolute beauty. She got a fantastic deal. She told me the customer service was absolutely outstanding. If you are looking to upfit your kitchen, If you are looking to get something to fit your budget, you want to work with a company when it comes to appliances. Because let's face it, it's not an inexpensive proposition to buy appliances. You want to work with a company that has a sales staff that has been there for decades. They can get you what you want. They're going to ask you all the right questions. Go to the big box stores. I'm telling you, it's not the same because the person selling you a refrigerator is going to be the same person uh, selling you, I don't know, maybe a, a screen protector for your phone. That's not customer service. You're going to get great customer service, great pricing at Mountain high appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, ESPN Packers reporter Rob Domofsky wrote something very interesting about Devontae Adams. And then, wait till you see what the Packers did about their trip to London. And the guys they put in the picture walking Abbey Road. You're going to be surprised at who's not in it. That's next.